Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Social Social Cast where you need a friend but don't want to leave your bed. Don't keep bad tagline, but we're sticking with it because branding or something like that. Consistency, I don't know. But anyway, so if you look at the title of today's episode, um, I'm pretty sure you know what this is about. The National Lockdown. That is a very bad joke. God, that sounds so rehearsed, doesn't it? Mm. Anyway, very bad joke though, because um, national means the country that you're in. I don't know what country anyone who's listening to this, if anyone is, is in. But um, in my case, it's South Africa because I'm South African. I don't know, we've been over this. Anyway, um, we have another 14 day level four lockdown, which was what they said the last time at the beginning of our Lord and Saviour's pandemic uh, and 14 days turned into six months and six months turned into bismuth getting severe depression and alcoholism. So we're ready for another 14 days. Okay, jokes aside, um, this episode is about Inside by Bo Burnham, a masterpiece. A work of art, um, a feeling of existential dread, but an absolute beauty. Um, slightly about the national lockdown too, actually, because, well, I mean, the name is inside. If I'm stuck inside and it's called inside, they're basically cousins. They're related. They have to be. Um, but basically, let me give you a bit of backstory to my watching of inside. So, um, basically, I was at school using the school's Wi-Fi, so I had a VPN on, obviously, as one does. And so I he announced the special and I was pumped. I was like, great, I'm going to watch. I have to watch it. Love Bo Burnham, like, absolutely amazing. Definitely in love with him. Yes, I know that's a parasocial relationship. Yes, I know that is unhealthy. But you know what? I deserve nice things. Leave me alone. Um. Anyway, so... And then I waited for its release date and I tried to watch it. And I couldn't because, I don't know, it just wasn't available on the Netflix that my VPN was on. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, wasn't working out for me. Okay, fine, whatever. So then, um, wait a couple days, you know, I didn't forget about it, but I just thought, "Mm, I'm going home soon, I'll watch it when I get home. So my friend messages me and goes, Bismuth, you have to watch inside. And I'm, I'm like, listen, babes, I've been trying. I, I love Bo Burnham. I really do want to watch it. I just haven't been able to. So that night, I decided to buckle down, test every single country on my VPN until eventually I search inside and Bo Burnham's beautiful face shows up. And so I was like, okay, this is it. I'm watching it. So I'm sitting in bed in an empty room. I My room like is a single room. I don't have a roommate is what I'm trying to say. Um, and... So I'm sitting in this dark room in the middle of the night. It's kind of depressing, actually. I'm sitting in this dark room in the middle of the night, and I just press play. And I watch it. And I don't know. I, knowing Bo Burnham, I think I expected comedy. Not to say that the special isn't funny. It's just not the type of comedy I was used to from Bo Burnham. I expected to be laughing. You know, I expected the the room next door to, like, knock on the wall and tell me to shut up because I'm being too loud. Um, 
I mean, maybe I was because I ended up crying, but that I think is very different from what I expected. And so I watched this special once and absolutely fell in love. Like, it's a masterpiece, it is. And I even remember saying, and I think I put this on social media somewhere that goes like, I I walked into inside like, you know, just not expecting what I what I got, and then I I left it like, crying, you know. So it was definitely an experience. Um, not what I appreciated fully. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it's. I think. Well, I mean, this happens to me all the time. So it's it's not necessarily an issue with inside. It's more an issue with me. But I don't really get things the first time. Not like that. Not like I don't understand it. But like, usually the magnitude of things weigh into me over several days. And then I become increasingly more, you know, sad about it. Or whatever the appropriate emotion is a lot later. Um, probably has something to do with mental. But we're just not going to go there. Look, I have mental health issues. Like, we, we knew this. Um... And so I think I appreciated the, I don't want to say comedic, because it wasn't laugh out loud funny, but the more jokey aspects of it, you know, stuff that made me laugh. Um, Few and far between, but still. And then, you know, I thought about it more. Well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious thinking. It wasn't analytical. Let me put it that way. Um, it was more, it was more like, the more I heard these songs in my head, the more I started to realize how much it hit me. Like, so, um, anyway. So that brings me to the premise of today's video, which is me tear ranking, um, the songs from inside with a little bit of like I don't want to call it commentary because it's not intellectual in any way shape or form it's more just trauma dumping um than anything uh but I've just been sitting on inside and how much it hurt me and I don't have a therapist at the moment so I will talk into the void perhaps a better use of my time than drinking there's going to be a lot of jokes about me being an alcoholic in this one. Just, you know what? Yeah, I, there's nothing I can do about that. I mean, there's something I could do about it, but I'm choosing not to. It's a choice. So, uh, I found this tier list. It's called Inside Bo Burnham Songs by How Much They Hurt Me, which I think is um, definitely definitely exactly how I would rank them because there's no disputing on whether these songs are absolute bangers because well they are but they definitely hold a, a different place in my um sad girl hours routine so um the tiers go as follow the bottom tier is I'm bopping you know it's a bop it's a banger she does what she does you know like 10 out of 10 play this on a good day you know the next is <laughs> ouch which I think is self-explanatory. So that's one tier up. 
The middle tier is sitting down in the shower, something I frequent a lot. Um, the second highest tier is I told my therapist about you, um, which I just think is top tier. Um, so that's that on that. And then the top is life-changing. What the fuck? Again, self-explanatory. So first song we have here is 30. Um, so plot twist, I am not 30. Significantly younger than that, actually. Um, so I, I can't say I express the same sentiments as turning 30, but I definitely feel this existentialism with getting old. Like, I'm looking at colleges, universities, tertiary education, whatever you want to call it. And this idea that I'm going to, to matriculate or graduate, depending on where you are in the world, soon, and I have to be an adult, and I have to, I have to live as an, I, I, I have to be an adult, you know, like, I'm making decisions that determine the course of the rest of my fucking life, and I don't even want to live it. It's, yeah, again, I said trauma dumping, so, you know, here you are. But, so, I definitely get the sentiments, I just, I'm, I don't exactly feel like I'm 30, but I definitely feel like I'm old. At that last sentence at the end, where he goes, um... It's 2020 and I'm 30, I'll do another 10, 20, 30 and I'm 40, I'll kill myself then. You can reserve the comments about the fact that I can't sing. Um, this is not about the whether I fact I can sing, it's about the fact that I, 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 there's a lot of stuttering, isn't it? But I, um, I relate to that type of energy. So I'm going to put this in the... I want to say, I'm going to put it in sitting down in the shower for now. And I it might move up to I told my therapist about you, but we'll think about it. So um, then the next. Okay, so I was interrupted. Yay. Um, but anyway, so the next song is comedy, which... I, I, I'm not white, nor am I male. Um, I'm definitely privileged. So I do relate to the sentiment of being privileged. But at the same time, the, the, the song is not a critique on privilege. It's a critique on white saviorism. Or this idea that, you know, it's okay. Well, not that it's okay to joke about it. But more this idea that, well, yes, one, it is white saviorism, but two, this idea that if we just joke about it and acknowledge it, it's going to fix it, you know, which is 100% not true. So for this, I'm going to put this in, <laughs> ouch, um, because I just, like, some parts, like, definitely hit, and it definitely has these, like, moments of like oh fuck okay like I'm a I'm, I'm a privileged person you know but then at the same time it's not a personal critique you know so I'm not inclined to put it any higher 
but I'm also not inclined to make it like I'm bopping. You know, it's not just a simple like, woohoo, let's party. Um, so for that very reason, it is going into the into the um. Oh, what is it called? <laughs> Ouch, Tia. Okay, so more interruptions later. Next song. Next song is All Eyes on Me. And certified Tia Jerka. Like, I just, I get so choked up. Like, the song is just, it literally gives me tears. However, it doesn't hit the same as some of the other songs. So for that very reason, it's going into I Told My Therapist About You. It's not life-changing. I, 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 I know I'm one of the very few people who have that sentiment, but mm, what can I do? What can I do? Okay, so next song up is That Funny Feeling. Okay, I don't need to say anything about the song. This is instantly life-changing life-changing i like oh my god the um total disassociation um fully out your mind googling your derealization hating what you find like that line like even just thinking about this song just makes me want to fucking cry like i just like it just it hits so deep in your soul and it it, it just hurts you so much because you just I don't even know how to explain it but it just feels it almost embodies that feeling of being completely and utterly numb like just being empty there's just nothing happening you just like I just feel like It's, it just describes this perpetual state of wanting to do something, to mean something, but you are nothing. And that's the best I can explain it. Moving swiftly and happily along to FaceTime with my mom tonight. Um, uh, so so um, the issue is... Oh my god, it sounds like I'm going to say my mother died. No. Um... I don't talk to my mother much. Very bad, very strained relationship. So, um, you know, strained is a bit, it's a bit nice. Oh, actually, no, strained is the correct word, but like, it makes it sound like there's like a, a trivial, dis- I'm not, I'm not trauma dumping. I refuse to. So, um, as much as I said this was a trauma dumping episode, I'm not putting all my trauma on the internet. That's a joke. I do that already. Um, But basically, I don't personally relate to this song. Because, no. I just don't. I Honestly, one could argue that it should be put higher. Because I feel related to it in the opposite way. But I'm going to put it at bopping i'm bopping because it's it's an objectively good song but i don't really it doesn't hurt me well it does hurt me but not in the way that it should so that's that on that so now we have how the world works and um 
this is an absolute banger like i need every single person in the world to listen to this song okay it is 100 going in i told my therapist about you because yes it is i literally listen to the song on repeat like don't even fucking at me uh that's that ending bit with Socko, where he goes like haven't you been fucking listening and then bo like nearly pulls him off his hand and then they he's like um will you behave now and he's like yes and he goes look at me yes yes what like yes sir okay i did that in the wrong order but like you know what i'm talking about and then they just say that is how the world works that is how the world works i hope you learned your lesson i did and it hurt that's how it works like that moment is just so i believe the word is emblematic i could be wrong i'm bad at english um i have the excuse of it not being my first language so i'll go with that um but anyway like that right there just made that whole song like it was such a quintessential moment in the song where like you you see that this is what the song is about anyway next song is look who's inside again instant life changing moment the way i relate to that song like Oh, especially the second verse. That I was a kid who was stuck in the room. There isn't much more to say about it when you're a kid and you're stuck in your room. You'll do any old shit to get out of it. Try making faces. Try telling jokes, making little sounds. Like... Oh, and then the, well, well, look who's inside again. Like, the the whole song, the whole meaning behind it. I mean, everything just, I just relate to it so much. More trauma dumping ahead, but anyway. So basically, like, this idea of, it's not being physically inside. Although that is a part of it, obviously. But it's also being, like, stuck inside your head. And that I relate to so much, because, like... I mean, yes, I'm physically stuck inside my room. That's literally the whole reason I made this podcast. That's why the tagline is as bad as it is. It's literally just me being stuck inside, like, my house. And and I, I want to, to talk to someone, so I decided to make myself a platform where I can just scream into the void and then hope to... To reach someone else who wants to scream back into the void at me, you know. But it's also this, this this thing of being in your head and being, I guess, mentally unwell. This idea that you do anything to get out of it, it's just. Oh my god, I'm actually like makes me cry. I life change absolutely life changing. White woman's Instagram. Again, I'm not white. I am a woman, but uh, I'm not the. I my Instagram game is very, very, very weak, and I don't think I've posted it in like six months. But that's fine. Um, but I think the song is a really, really, really good song. Okay, both in terms of absolute like, just the vibes, like everything is good, but. It's really good because of the way it humanizes 
these people who have essentially become an insult. Like, the fact that, I mean, even I do this, I'd be like, oh, don't be a basic bitch. Like, this idea of being a basic, and by basic, that means just being exactly the type of white woman that, you know, Bo's describing here, is an insult. It's like, how could you do that? You're not special. You're just like everyone else. And the thing is, these are actual people. Like, you can't weaponize them as an insult to someone else. So I think it's a it's really good at almost calling you out on being like, okay, sure, they're a bit cringe. Sure, they, you know, there's like so many of them, but they're still all individual people regardless, you know? Um, so... I'm going to put white women's Instagram on uh, ouch because it definitely made me look at my own personal biases. Okay, next song. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to life changing. Life changing. And I don't just mean because it's absolutely a banger of a song. Like this song is 10 out of 10 going to be in my Spotify wrapped by the end of the year. Don't even at me. Like I'm obsessed. Like between this all eyes on me that fact everything in the top two tiers is going to be on my spotify wrapped 10 out of 10 like there's no way it isn't but also because i grew up on the internet i literally spent my whole life on the internet like i like i've been there i don't want to say since the beginning because that's actually impossible for me um, but I definitely, I saw some of the OG YouTubers come about, you know, I was there for the gay awakening of YouTube, you know, when it was Connor Franta, Joey Crisefa, um, Tyler Oakley, like all those people. And they were doing their first coming out videos and they popularized this idea. Oh, um, Troy Savan, which by the way, okay, listen, this is my claim. Everyone who says they are OG fans of Troy Savan have nothing on me. Okay, I am the OG fan and I will tell you why. Because I watched this man in Spud. You guys didn't even, I'm sure a lot of y'all didn't even know he acted in a movie. He was in Spud. He was in all three Spud movies. And literally, literally, I watched him in those movies. Then I watched him on YouTube and I watched him make a name for himself on YouTube. I watched him come out on YouTube and then I listened to his music. So don't even tell me you're OG because I watched him before he was a YouTuber, when he was a child, okay, in South Africa, where I'm from. By the way, we're from the same country, which, oh, oh, I know he's technically Australian. Well, no, listen, he, he's Australian, right, of course. Well, not really, he's South African, but he lives in Australia because he was in South Africa until he was like seven or something like that, five, or five six, seven, somewhere there. Babes, that is a, well, I mean, he's a citizen by birth, but like that's full on citizenship. Like, you can't even tell me he's not South African and I will forever claim that. But anyway, so I watched him in Spud when he was, like, young. I think he was, like, in the Spud movies, he was young, young, young. Like, he was quite young. But anyway, so that is my, um, my, my, my OG fandom claim. And so, yes. But anyway, that was a rant. But, like, I grew up on the internet and the internet has shaped a lot of who I am as like a person i spent all my time on the internet most of my friends on the internet i like i and almost too well versed in internet culture i literally spend time i don't want to say analyzing the algorithms because i'm not that smart but i definitely like i care a lot about 
knowing the algorithms that make you know me addicted to this non-existent place you know the internet this country without a geographical location the fact that i can claim its nationality without ever having step foot outside my room like to say i belong to the internet you know to where to, to to have like an internet id like why do i why do i pride myself in in engaging in the internet the way i do and what what systems have made that come about so i definitely that just hit me and as much as i knew i think i knew a lot of the points that he made the fact that the internet is a disgusting like scary place i knew that but i don't think i knew that you know what i'm saying like objectively i knew that the internet is a bad place and people do bad things in the internet and i'm just on this small little itty bitty corner of the internet like i knew that but i don't think i knew or realized perhaps how deep it actually goes you know what i'm saying um but anyway so that's welcome to the internet next is sexting okay certified bop again all these songs are certified bops but okay i don't really sext people mainly because i don't really have anyone to sext so um not saying i would if i could but i definitely can't you know i've done it a few times before like once or twice not the greatest experience that being said i wasn't particularly into it like the person who i was was obviously like the person who i was talking to was obviously getting very into it like i could see but i, I was kind of laughing with my i was just like youtube or something like that like i was not in the mood for anything so that kind of mm. but like i'm going to put it into i'm bobbing simply because it's not a personal relation like i don't relate to it personally right And then the next is problematic. He's a problem. Uh, I will go on record and say that that was a four-minute thirst trap. I'm so sorry, um, and I 100% relate to this. Okay, um, if you haven't gathered by my personal demeanor, I'm very much a feminist, very much pro LGBTQ, like very leftist. I mean, that being said, my country doesn't really operate on. left and right politics and that type of like our politics system definitely isn't like that it's very different but um if i had to put myself in this globalized or well, i say globalized it's it's americanized it's western um this western political spectrum very leftist very progressive slightly socialist uh type mentality and but i wasn't always like this you know i have the 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 classic um the road map of being everything i would hate now then you know like i was loki homophobic loki transphobic like i bought into a lot of like classist rhetoric like classist and colorist rhetoric and i wasn't a very great person and you know i was going to jump to the conclusion and say i was young and brainwashed but like that's exactly kind of the point that he makes like doesn't he say like i hide but i hid behind my childhood and that's not okay whatever, whatever i mean to be fair i'm i would 
like the child that I'm talking about was significantly younger than well Bo who was 17 whereas I was what like 12 10 when I bought into a lot of these things but still I like anyway so I definitely and now that I sit here and I objectively like active what I I like campaign against the things I used to stand for even if I didn't know what I was standing for entirely but like I don't have the platform to like apologize for those things you know what I'm saying or to publicly correct those things so I feel this like isn't anybody going to hold me accountable like why doesn't someone who I used to go to school with you know DM me and be like hey you said some really like hectic shit as a child and now you kind of opposite that that seems a bit performative like or like something like that I the thing is I don't even remember who I heard that's a different like issue but you know a lot of stuff from when I was younger I kind of blocked off in my head so I don't like remember a lot of my childhood just because I've you know kind of blocked that part of my development out of my head as a trauma response so that doesn't help either you know I can't even go back and apologize because I don't know who I'm apologizing to but that was insanely deep for a song that I'm literally just going to put out sitting down in the shower um oh and side note um from white woman's instagram there's a line that goes a dream catcher from Urban Outfitters. We don't have Urban Outfitters in South Africa, but I do own a uh, mass-produced, very cheap dream catcher that is rainbow because pride. Um, and yeah, uh, so I felt called out by that one, but I didn't buy the dream catcher. It was a gift, so I feel slightly better about that. But anyway, so that's going into problematic. So next is shit that's the name of the whole song and it is instantly going into i told my therapist about you because um i told my therapist about you that i don't have but like that's exactly what i feel like um and i straight up mean it literally haven't taken a shower in like a week two weeks i don't i don't have a sense of time at all um Speaking of which, I really should probably hurry this up because I do have places to be in like 45 minutes and I still have things to do to set that all up, but it's fine. Um, next is Bezos 1. Um, and that is my jam. It is an absolute. And I'm going to put it in... Ahaha, uh-huh, ouch. Um, because it's not directed at me, I'm not Jeffrey Bezos, if I was, well, fuck, half my problems would be solved. You know, money doesn't solve your problems, but it sure does get pretty close to it. So, anyway, I'm putting it in aha, ouch, because just, you know, calling out billionaires is my favorite thing to do, you know, fuck capitalism, but at the same time, do I, like, you know, buy things that contribute to this? I mean, I don't buy from Amazon in particular because, again, I'm South African and we don't really have Amazon here. Um, But I still contribute to the same type of... I online shop all the time. I shop from these big brands and whatever, whatever. So I definitely contribute to that same 
thing that Bo's calling out here, and that's why it goes in the hair. Ouch. Um, Jeffrey Bezos 2 is going into bobbing, because I don't fuck with it as much as I do Jeffrey Bezos 1. Any day now, uh, definitely sitting down in the shower, like, 100% goodbye is life-changing. Uh, any day now, I don't really have much to say now, except, <laughs> much to say now, much to say about it. I feel like I'm speedrunning the way I'm talking. I'm so sorry. I probably sound like fucking Eminem, but anyway. Any day now, I don't really have much to say, except that it reminds me that I kind of want to die. Um, maybe that, maybe that, maybe that should go and I tell my therapist about you. Um, yeah. Um... But it just, uh, to me, it just, it, it in my head, it's like, I'm going to kill myself any day now. <laughs> Woo! Ne- oh, so back to goodbye. Um, do I really have to say anything about goodbye? It's literally the perfect ending, and it literally makes me cry. Like, when he calls back to all the songs, and a lot of the songs are the ones that are in the life-changing category for me, so it just brings back that feeling and like when he says like like almost being on the other side like um like oh i entertained you now you have to entertain me because well fuck i'm done i'm finished and i feel that you know this idea of um the therapist friend gives the best advice, but who's giving advice to the therapist friend? I'm the therapist friend in this situation. Like, I help my friends do all their shit. And that's not me, like, clapping myself on the back. It's just objectively true. But, like... Um... So I just feel like, fuck, I just want to be on the receiving end. Next time. Like, I just want someone to help me instead of me pushing all my shit to the side and helping everybody else, you know? So, um... That's why I I, uh, identify with Goodbye so much. Content is one of my favorite songs, but it's not object. Actually, no, no. It means so much to me because that line of Sorry that I look like a mess. I booked a haircut and it got rescheduled. Robert's been a little depressed. So, like that. And then after that, like, ooh. That, I relate to that so much. Um, literally getting my hair done though, because I had the same braids for about six months now, and it's, it's a mess. They look nasty. I mean, I've taken them out now, but like, ugh. Um, but on a, like a, a genuine, like deeper note, like I feel that, like, I, my last term, we call them terms. I'm sure you guys call them semesters, but semesters are a lot short, uh, longer. We call two terms together a semester. But, I mean, I guess the entire semester, but specifically last term, I was in this slump of not doing anything. I would just go to school and not pay attention, be completely blank, do something else, probably play, like, video games in class, because I actually couldn't physically put myself through paying attention, and then get back, get into bed, and not move for hours. Like, I would sit there, and the whole world would move around me, and I mean it. My roommate would come in and out, and my roommate was a busy person. Like, she had, like, you could see her timetable on her, like, pen board, and she had everything going on. And so she'll be coming in and out, and she'll, like, just be living life, and I would just sit there, and, like, 
a state of comatose as the world moves around me and then I would get up begrudgingly and step into the shower and cry and then come back to my room and while my roommate did her homework I would sit and play video games again because that's the only thing I could convince myself to do that was the only thing that I could do I couldn't do my work I couldn't pay attention and I, I couldn't give a shit and then we wrote exams and well I fucking failed so yeah but I still don't put it higher because ah uh, it probably deserves to be and I told my therapist about you but I'm gonna keep it in sitting down in the shower um don't want to know is gonna go in a ha ouch because I definitely feel that. Like, I feel that in terms of just this idea that this was like made for someone else, but I really don't want to know how they're receiving it. And that goes a lot with just me as a person. Like, I, you know, I'm one of those people. I think I was watching, um, well, he goes by many, many different names. His name's Charlie, but uh, ping, uh, Critical or Penguins Zero. Um, he was basically saying like this idea that Robert or Bo is trying to make everyone happy despite not being happy himself. You know, that's what I feel like. And that's what I mean when I say I don't want to know. Like, I make jokes, I'm hilarious or whatever, but I don't actually want to know what you think about me because I'm scared that you fucking hate me. You know? So that's, um, you know, that's going to go in sitting down in the shower. Yeah. Unpaid intern is an absolute fucking loop bop and does not get appreciated the way it should. In terms of, like, and being an actual song, it would go in the top tier, right? But I'm going to have to put it in uh, ouch. Not because I'm an unpaid intern, although I do do some like job shadowing and intern work every now and again, um, very rarely. But the ending where he goes, um, oh, well, it's the second verse where he goes, um, Barely people somehow legal unpaid in turn. Like, I felt that because I'm barely a person. I mean, I'm not legal yet. Actually, I'm legal to do a lot. So I'm 16, which means I am a legal adult in most situations. I sign all my own stuff. I do all my own things. Like, legally, I'm mostly an adult. I can't drink. I can't drive. Um, but I can, I'm pretty sure I can like, I think I can sign contracts. I can, uh, I can bank for myself. Um, I can start a business. I can, I can't start a political party. I have to be 18 to do that, but I can do majority of the things I can. Uh, well, actually you in South Africa, it's a bit interesting. So you can, um, cause I was going to say I can get an abortion, but I, you can get an abortion from age 12. Um, but I can legally get all sexual health services by myself without paying. So um, I'm essentially an adult. Like I can do a lot in this country and 
that's a bit scary, you know? Um, but I'm, like, not even half a person, so. Um, also, this, um, you work all day, you go back to your dorm, and since you can't afford a mortgage, you just tore in a porn because you're an intern. Like, I'm not an intern. Like, that would be me at school, though, because um, I, do, I don't watch porn ever. Mainly because that's a bit scary. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little ooh about that. But I grew up on Wattpad. I'm an avid smart reader. AO3, Wattpad, like, come on. You already know what it is. Like, come on now. So I definitely feel that one. But anyway, so that is the entirety of that tier list. So to recap, since it's been a while and you actually can't see it, so... And the life-changing, what the fuck, tier we have, which is the top, we have... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's start from the bottom. Bottom. In the I'm bobbing, which is the lowest tier, we have FaceTime with my mom tonight, sexting, and Bezos 2. Excuse me? And the... <laughs> ouch. Tier, we have Comedy, White Women's Instagram, Bezos 1, and Unpaid Intern. In uh, Sitting Down in the Shower, we have 30 problematic content, don't want to know. In I Told My Therapist About You, we have All Eyes On Me, How The World Works, Shit, and Any Day Now. Life Changing What The Fuck, we have That Funny Feeling, Look Who's Inside Again, Welcome To The Internet, and Goodbye. And that is literally my tier list for all the songs in Inside. And honestly, if you haven't watched Inside, by the way, what the fuck are you doing listening to this? Like, I kind of just... Well, I haven't spoiled anything because I really just spoke about myself the whole time. But, um... Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? But you should definitely watch it. Like, there's no way you shouldn't. Like, there's no, 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 no way you shouldn't. Like, this is literally, it's a masterpiece, and it's probably, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to replace Pride and Prejudice as my comfort, like, well, it's not a movie, but, like, my comfort, like, piece of media, but it's definitely very close, especially because they took Pride and Prejudice off South African Netflix, so it might just become my comfort, like, Netflix thing. Because I can't watch Pride and Prejudice anymore, but I did steal the DVD from my uh, my my library, so I can now watch Pride and Prejudice again. Yay! Um, for legal reasons, I that wasn't theft. Like I wore it, like for legal reasons, I didn't steal it. Like I didn't steal it. Okay, I didn't. But um, anyway, so it is an absolutely like it's life changing, and I think I've watched it all the time. I watch it literally all the time. Like. Minimum of three times a week since it came out, and I'm honestly obsessed. And because I have nothing intellectual to say, that is that on that. So, um, if you're listening and you watched, perhaps, if you watched the, um, the special or you, you disagree with my rankings or you would love to change my rankings, or you just have anything to ask slash say to me, um, you can go on anchor.com forward slash not dash social which is my website and you can you know send like a I think it's it's like a voice message essentially this voice message and I can include into, into the in the podcast perhaps respond to you or whatever if you want to criticize me or whatever whatever you know there's that option if you don't feel like talking um 
with your voice. They, you can also email me at notsocialcost at gmail.com. And um, yeah, so you know what? I don't even remember my own outro. I haven't done one of these episodes in so long. But um, I hope you enjoyed that. And that's me. Out. <laughs>